Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing fine. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Fine. Old Merle will probably be back next week. Then we'll see what happens, and if he's up to more episodes of this podcast. Till then, do enjoy our stories. My brother-in-law and I were bow hunting in the Destutes National Forest. There are endless amounts of dirt forest service roads throughout the central Oregon region. We would drive down these roads and find a promising spot, get out and walk the area. There are a lot of old fire areas, and we found one we had not been to before it was a burnt-out section of forest, approximately 1,500 acres in size located, about two, three miles from the base of Paulina, Peak and Newberry Crater, and about one mile in from Highway 30, one and about one mile in from a dirt power line road and on the southwest section of the fire. The burned area was very wide open, and we were near some small rock outcrops. There was a cat line road around the fire, and this is what we parked on. It was approximately one, and we had no luck. So we decided to try one last place, 
and then go home for the day, which is where I have described. We parked and got out quietly, and I headed into the woods on the other side of the road. I walked about 100 feet in and was startled by a doe jumping out of the brush and fleeing. We decided to go in the direction that the doe had gone thinking that there may be a buck somewhere nearby. My brother-in-law went off in the direction she thought the doe had gone, and I stayed back and looked for tracks to see if there was others. This is when I noticed some very strange prints on the ground. They were like a human's footprint, but larger. There were about eight to twelve prints by one creature. As far as I could tell, the prints were not all in one direction. It looked as if the creature, animal, or whatever may have shifted its weight, or something when it turned because the dirt was pushed up more on the outside of the print in places. I told my partner, and he didn't seem to be interested. He just kept looking for the deer. Then he finally came back up over the little rise, and I showed him the tracks. He didn't seem to know what to think. I kept studying them and tried to come up with an answer for them. I thought maybe the wind, but no, the chances of the wind making one, let alone 8-12 of the prints, was very unlikely. Or rain, but there is no way. Or a bear, but for a bear to be on its hind legs and to take that many steps was very, very unlikely. The prints, from what I remember, were about 12 to 15 inches in size, and some of the strides were possibly four to four and a one-half feet. We had been at this location for about 30 minutes. When my brother-in-law said we should go, he sounded kind of shaky, which was very unusual for him. I asked him why, and he said we should go. So this got me kind of spooked for the first during this half hour. So we got in the car and left. We never saw a creature or heard any unusual sounds. Other than the prints, the only thing that seemed odd to me was that when we first got to this location is that it was very quiet. I found myself standing in a secluded spot within Pisgah National Forest, the crisp air filling my lungs as I prepared for a solo hunting expedition. The allure of the stag, said to be the largest creature ever seen, beckoned me deeper into the wilderness. The locals held the creature in high regard, attributing supernatural powers to it and whispering tales of a single wish granted to those who captured it. As I ventured further into the forest, a sense of unease settled upon me, whispers carried on the wind, their ethereal voices causing my skin to prickle with anticipation. Unusual footprints appeared, leading me off my intended path and challenging my understanding of the forest's inhabitants. Yet, my determination remained unyielding, fueled by the tantalizing prospect of encountering the majestic stag. Night descended, casting a shroud of darkness upon the forest. An eerie fog rolled in, cloaking the trees and obscuring my surroundings. My heart quickened its pace, the weight of the unknown bearing down on me. It was then that I stumbled upon a hidden clearing, bathed in an otherworldly glow. In that clearing, I came face to face with a figure that seemed to materialize from the very mist that enveloped us. Its clothing was tattered, and a look of desperation clouded its eyes. The figure pleaded for assistance, claiming to be the hunter who had perished while in pursuit of the same elusive creature. A mixture of skepticism and compassion warred within me, but ultimately, my instincts compelled me to offer aid. With trepidation, I followed the figure deeper into the heart of the forest, 
its form gradually shifting and shimmering with an otherworldly light. It was then that the truth revealed itself. The apparition before me was not the deceased hunter, but the vengeful spirit of the stag itself. My heart sank as I realized the magnitude of my mistake. The stag's spirit sought retribution upon those who had relentlessly hunted it, disrupting the natural balance of the forest. In that chilling moment, I understood that I had unknowingly become the prey. The pursuit that followed was a terrifying dance between predator and prey. The vengeful spirit unleashed its supernatural powers, forcing me to rely on every ounce of my skill and resourcefulness to evade its relentless pursuit. I maneuvered through the dense foliage. My senses heightened as I navigated the treacherous terrain. With each passing moment, the consequences of my obsession became painfully clear. The forest, once a place of wonder and opportunity, had transformed into a battleground for my survival. The stag's spirit sought to reclaim what was rightfully its own, and I was caught in its unyielding grip. As I fought for my life, a newfound understanding dawned upon me. The pursuit of power and glory had blinded me to the harmony of the natural world, and now I faced the consequences of my actions. I clung to the remnants of my humanity, desperately seeking a way to break free from the forest's clutches and escape the wrath of the stag. In the end, my survival hinged on more than my skill as a hunter. It required humility, respect for the balance of nature, and an acknowledgement of the folly of my ambitions. The forest held its secrets close, and it was only through embracing my own vulnerability that I found a glimmer of hope amidst the encroaching darkness. New to hiking, found this trail in Griffith Park, Los Angeles that I've been going to for months. I love that rarely pass people. I'm a loner, so it's heaven for me. This trail is not overpacked, and this is Los Angeles, so that's unusual. On this evening, I did pass a couple who were talking to their little boy about the cat up in the hill. I come to the conclusion that they must be talking about coyotes. I see them all the time. I take a few steps in the direction. I'm heading and look to the side of the mountain, and there I see the most famous mountain lion in Los Angeles, P-22. I am in awe of such a beautiful creature. I really can't believe what I'm seeing. I stand and watch him weave through the shrubs on side of mountains so easily camouflaging with the mountain. At one point, he turns and looks at me directly in the eyes, and this is when I snap back to reality and the fear runs through my body. I keep eye contact and wave my arms, as I've been told to do when one encounters a mountain lion. I see him disappear in the mountainside. I typically try to avoid other humans on the trail, but this time I wish to encounter someone else so bad. The trail was lonely as ever. I walked down the mountain so fast. Next day I called the park rangers, who confirmed this way. In fact, P-22 hanging out in his usual spot. They're tracking him, and so far, in the many years he's been living in this park, he has never been a danger to the public. Nevertheless, this is an experience I will never forget. Me and a friend decided to go look for some spots to set up for turkey hunting the next week. 
We were walking around the land next to the local game lands. We had permission and decided to check out the game lands as well. After a while of walking down deer trails and thick brush, we found a nice clearing on top of a hill and thought it might be a nice artist set up. But there was a steep, almost hole dug out of the center of the hill that was filled with brush and small trees. We thought this might be a good spot to sit and decided to get a closer look. So he went around it and I got a closer look for somewhere to sit with a good view when I noticed what looked like a femur. Then another and another. Turns out this hole was filled with bones. I almost took off before I noticed the first thing not completely decomposed. It was a deer. Looking around a bit more, I noticed a lot more decomposing deer and several other animals along with deer skulls, but it didn't smell like anything. Around then, my friend came over and had seen similar on the other side. Even though we knew it wasn't human remains, we still get the F out of there. A pit of corpses is still a pit of corpses, human or not. Well, I found out later that day from my friend, whose land we started out on. That's just where the road kill cleaners dump everything. Still weird that it didn't stink from just a few feet away. It was a Sunday morning, the 3rd of December, 2017. I was playing the back nine at Eagle Creek Golf Course alone. The air was heavy with wildfire smoke from the Eagle Creek fire in the Columbia River Gorge, caused by fireworks. I was on the 13th hole bordering Bonnie Lure State Park in Clackamas County, Oregon. My drive hit a tall Douglas fir tree about 30 feet up dead center. It made a classic wood knock sound. I regularly look for lost golf balls and often take a look over the cliff to the right side of the green. As I stepped up to the edge, I heard a grunt and a loud wood knock, followed by a loud howl. I could feel the vibration in my chest. It started with an ape, like ooze sound and rose in pitch and volume. Immediately afterward, a pack of coyotes started howling. I ran back to my bag for my phone, but it was too late. Everything went silent. I did take some videos and still shots, but never saw anything. As I approached the 14th tee, three deer were flushed from down below onto the course. No other witnesses, unfortunately. I believe there was a group of Bigfoot seeking shelter from the fire. If you look on Google Maps, you will see how this would be a likely place to hide. I've spent more than my share of time alone in the woods, but one occasion definitely stands out as the creepiest thing I've experienced while no one else was around. I have a friend that has 40 acres outside of town that he has slowly converted into a subsistence farm for his family. Years ago, when he mostly only had a dozen or so chickens out there, I spent a few months living on the property in a tent while I was between seasonal work. At the time, the property was decades, neglected overgrown pasture land with a few clumps of denser woods. I had set up my tent and homestead right in the middle of the property in a small clear area between two densely wooded thickets. My friend would come by once a day to feed the animals, but other than that, there was zero chance of me seeing another human unless I left the property. I really enjoyed the solitude and had taken to observing nature in a way that I had never really done before. 
When the incident occurred, I had been living out there for about two months, so I was well used to the sounds of nature outside my tent at night. I had gotten to the point where I wouldn't even bother to get out of the tent and look if I heard a small animal walking past my tent at night. I had even gotten used to the sound that the roof of the pump house made when wind blew hard from the southeast. My friend had been short on nails when he was building the roof over the pump, so the southeast corner wasn't nailed down, and a strong wind would cause the corner of the corrugated metal roof to peel up and then crash down loudly when the wind stopped. It was about 200 feet away from my tent, so it had caused me to jump a bit when I first moved out there. But within a month, it had just become another sound outside my tent at night. It was even sort of comforting, like some people that live in big cities say that they can't sleep without the sound of traffic outside their window. It probably helped that the sound was always paired with the sound of wind blowing through the trees. So one night, I'm tucked in my sleeping bag, starting to drift off when I hear the shed corner come crashing down. Nothing to worry about. I probably didn't even open my eyes, but then I hear what sounds like a person mimicking the sound the shed had made. Right outside my tent, my blood freezes in my veins, and my eyes open wide in the darkness, and I hold perfectly still. I know that my friend has already come and gone hours before. I am alone on a piece of land that is large enough that there is no reason for a person to accidentally end up next to my tent in the middle of the night. After a few moments, the wind makes the shed roof crash again, and again I heard a person mimic the crashing sound a few seconds later. I called out and asked if there was anyone there. No response. The shed roof crashed a third time, but this time there was no mimicking sound. So. I am out of my sleeping bag and out of my tent. Flashlight in one hand, camp knife in the other. I shine my flashlight right where the fake crashing sound seemed to come from. Nothing. It's the edge of the woods. But the sound had been close, and I can see through the brush well enough to tell that there isn't a... Pr Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Person hiding behind the bushes and low branches. I'm looking at the ground, and none of the dead leaves look particularly disturbed. I'm trying to figure out how far someone could have moved at a slow enough pace to not make enough sound for me to hear their footsteps on the leaf litter. Answer. Not very far. When the shed roof crashes again, and I hear the same fake crash sound again, right next to me, where I am 100% positive, there isn't a person standing. At this point... My heart is beating a mile a minute, 
and I am getting ready to believe in the supernatural. While sweeping my flashlight beam through the human free spot, the sound seemed to be coming from... I see a bird. It's sitting in the low branches of a tree, at about head height. I stop moving the flashlight and keep the beam on the bird for a moment. The bird opens its mouth and makes the fake crashing sound. Oh, and the little guy stuck around for another month making the same sound. So, I eventually got used to his sound at night as well. But I resented it every time I heard it. This happened in 2020, one when me and three of my friends decided to go out late at night to go for a walk through a forest in Mission, British Columbia, to a small lake in late at night. We were at the bushes before the train tracks, and we were standing there, contemplating whether it was a good idea or not to move forward with going into the forest, past the train tracks. For some reason, we stood there and two of my friends felt uncomfortable that we were going to go in while my other friend and I were feeling adventurous and all up for the walk. So we stood there, and we were like, why don't you guys want to go in? And you could just tell they felt uncomfortable and wanted to leave. So we waited a bit longer. Then both me and my other friend felt uncomfortable, and we decided it's not a good idea that we go. Then we heard a branch snap in the bushes a couple feet away from us, like something stepped on it. But there was no other sound. It was completely silent. It wasn't a small branch, either. It was a thick one. It wasn't just a snap. It was a snap. No sound of bushes moving or any movement, like something was still in the bushes watching us. So we all decided it was no good, felt we were being observed by something or someone that could possibly be dangerous and we took off back to the truck immediately and left. Probably just an animal, but still, who wants to take the risk of being stalked or mauled by an animal who was potentially observing you as a group? I was with my friends at a cottage in middle of the forest, secluded as F. We went there to party hard and spent three days being completely crap-faced. We had just as much hard alcohol as we had water. So, this night when it's after midnight, we decide to take a stroll to a nearby Jewish graveyard. We're in Czech Republic on German border. I don't know why there is cemetery over there. There is literally no civilization all around it. Well, so we set off. We have to follow a dirt trail through a very dense forest with no other light source other than my camera's orange focusing light, which surprise barely illuminated anything. Needless to say, we were faced. We barely walked. I had my German shepherd with me who kept running back and forth, making sure his herd of friends is safe. Fast forward to cemetery. Nothing weird has happened. We poked around, did some silly crap, and then decided to return. Once we are going through the most claustrophobic area of the forest, I can hear a rustling in the bushes. Something moving very, very loudly. I use focus on my camera for the little orange light and see a figure, so I click the button to take a picture with a flash. Everyone screamed as we saw a person who yelled back, gibberish, and continued to walk towards us like a freaking zombie. We set off and run. My doggo, probably confused, starts to bark and runs with us. It's only that we stopped running that one of our friends yells back at us, 
that we're idiots and that it's one of our buddies who got lost on the way to cemetery. Later, he passed out so we had to drag him back. I told the F that it wasn't the best idea to bring rum with him. Kinda upset at our mids later. What if we completely forgot about him? He had to have been alone for more than 30 minutes, while barely conscious. I was walking my dog very early one morning, and I was the only person out at the time. It was winter, so it was quite cold, and the streets were icy. All of a sudden, from behind me, I heard this low, guttural, growling noise. I turned around, and I saw way, way up the street behind me, a man walking my way. I thought surely it couldn't be him making the noise, as he seemed too far away. Anyway, I dismissed it and kept walking. A couple of minutes later, I heard it again, only this time it was right behind me. My dog starts freaking out, barking and trying to get at whatever it was making this noise. This time, I didn't look behind me. I just started walking faster. The growls became louder and longer. It was the weirdest thing. It sounded like a cross between a demon and an animal. Anyway, I practically dragged my dog to our house and slammed the door. I ran to the window and looked out. There was nothing there. I told my husband. He just shrugged his shoulders and dismissed the whole thing. After it happened, I bought a vial of pepper spray. So one night, I decided to go to sleep after a whopping three days of no sleep. But no, I have to get the spook of my life to keep me up the rest of the night. I was up late, around 2.30 around, or something like that, and I was ready to hit the hay. But before that, I was going to have nice ham and mayo sandwich, leaning on an open window, looking out on the street. It was super empty. I live in a pretty scummy area full of eshes. Australian gangster wannabes, walking around acting like they own the place. But no, they were nowhere to be seen. I went to go wash my hands and go to be. But just after I left the window, I hear deep screech that came from outside. You'd expect me to say there was dark figure, wouldn't you? It absolutely wasn't. I looked outside the window to see this lanky creature, which almost looked like it's glowing. I rubbed my eyes and it was still there. I thought that cliché would work. I saw it walking down the street with continuous screams, and it was kind of pissing me off. Not gonna lie. So, I leave the window and go to the front of my house to go get a proper look from my front balcony. Gone. The screeching stopped when I left the window. I honestly should have gone to check the window to see if it was gone. When it stopped that butt again, it was around 2.40 a.m. at this point. Weird thing is that those eshes haven't been around causing havoc for a while. They did come back the night after, but then they just stopped as well as the monster. I honestly wonder if it just me, or if I actually saw something. I was probably just sleep deprived now that I think about it. The scariest part of it all is the fact that I've never had night terrors, or even believe in the paranormal. But that was honestly something I thought no one, especially not myself, would have that experience. But I do believe in the phrase, everything has a reason. But with them both mixing together, it really doesn't make sense. But all I can do is tell you guys this to determine this. Just a heads up, this was 2020 when I was isolated, if that makes it any more convincing.
After that whole experience, I was making theories in my head all night, which was keeping me up until the sun rose. I still hear the sounds of the screech in my head sometimes, but when I try to replicate them out loud, it doesn't really sound right if that makes sense. I want to think that that monster, or whatever that was real, and I wasn't just seeing things, but who knows. I honestly too lazy to do my own research on it, so I thought you guys would know better than anyone since you're so woke. Do you all know what the hell that was? In the dense wilderness of Yosemite National Park, an unknown predator roamed free, having escaped from a secretive government facility. It moved with calculated stealth, blending seamlessly with the shadows of the towering trees. Its true nature remained shrouded in mystery, but its intentions were clear to hunt and conquer. Meanwhile, in a fog-laden coastal park, Ranger Ray carried out his duties with unwavering dedication. The tranquil beauty of the mist, filled landscape was disrupted by whispers, eerie voices that seemed to materialize from the ethereal veil. Ray's senses heightened as the whispers grew more menacing, echoing through the damp air. He knew he was no longer alone. Within the mist, an unseen predator lurked, its malevolent presence growing ever closer. Ray's heart raced as he navigated the treacherous trails, his footsteps muffled by the fog. Suddenly, the creature pounced, its feral instincts taking hold. It bore an uncanny resemblance to a Sasquatch, but its eyes glowed a menacing shade of red. In a desperate bid for survival, Ray reached for his weapon, aiming to defend himself against the nightmarish assailant. A fierce struggle ensued, their bodies locked in a battle for dominance. Adrenaline surged through Ray's veins as he fought against the overwhelming force of the Predator. With sheer determination, Ray managed to seize his gun, unleashing a volley of bullets at the beast. The creature collapsed, its lifeless body sinking into the damp earth. Relief washed over Ray as he caught his breath, believing the threat had been vanquished. But his respite was short-lived. Moments later, a group of men dressed in black arrived their presence enigmatic and foreboding. They swiftly collected the lifeless creature, showing no concern for Ray's well-belling. Before he could protest, darkness descended upon him as he succumbed to unconsciousness. When Ray awoke, he found himself disoriented and alone. The memory of the encounter remained vivid in his mind, but the men in black and the enigmatic creature had vanished without a trace. Questions lingered, but Ray knew that the truth lay hidden in the depths of secrecy. Me and my pregnant wife were staying at my parents' house in northwest Tennessee on September 17th, 2021. It is about 50 yards from our new house. I went out on their back patio to smoke a cigarette around 12 a.m., over the fence, I heard something that sounds like it was choking on something, but at the same time sounded like a distorted pig squealing. It would make sounds in about two, three-second spurts. I honestly thought it was a hawk or owl, anything that could be explained. I thought it was definitely weird, but probably natural. About three hours later, I couldn't sleep and decided I would go to the gym. As I'm walking to my car, across the yard and towards the road, 
I hear the same weird sound coming from about 50 yards away at my 10 o'clock direction. I looked around and I couldn't see anything or, or hear anything. Then I hear, hey, hey, in a woman's voice coming from the same direction. So I looked back up and there was nothing there. As I'm scanning the yard, I hear that loud squealing noise again. I got in my car and dipped as fast as possible. I thought it was weird, but didn't give it a second thought until a month later, I was on TikTok and saw a video of a man riding a horse in Arizona, I believe. And in the video, I heard a woman say, Hey, hey, this makes him and the horse both freak out and run away. It was believed to be a skinwalker. When I heard that same voice and those same words, almost like a recording, my heart sank to my stomach. I really don't believe in any of this, and I've tried every way I can to disprove it, and I truly can't. It doesn't scare me as much anymore as it intrigues me. I am so, so curious to know what that was and why me. This was last year in Bordeaux, France. I lived in a building that was going to be destroyed, so there were only like three apartment out of 60 with people in it, and they were far from me in an, another branch of the building. I was sleeping in my room. It was during summer. Then I remember being woke up by something tapping on my window. When I looked at it, I saw something strange. I'm not native English speaker, so excuse me if it's difficult to explain. There was a shape human-sized, I guess, moving on the balcony. It was like in the movie Predator, when the creature is in stealth mode, or like in summer, when on a road you see heat coming out of the road, and your vision is a little bit blurry, cause of that. At first, being half-sleeping, I thought why the F did I put the radiator on? Every time I tried to close my eyes to go back to sleep, there was two distinct tapping sound on one of the windows, three different ones. One I can see through, and two I can't cause of shutters. It was like something was messing with me. And it was... Every time I closed my eyes. Easy to spot, because I was sleeping facing the window, and not far from it. As I told you, there was no one in this part of the building. I lived on the third floor with no trees or thing in front that can cause such a sound. And he, too, tapping, were every time at the same interval. I started to be really scared when I noticed that the shape was moving in order to tap on different windows. It was so disturbing that I couldn't move an inch. It was like this for quite a time, maybe hours. Can't tell, was too afraid to even take my phone. When the sun was rising, I probably felt asleep out of exhaustion. I will never forget this feeling of dread and pure fear when I saw this shape. 